me and good morning everyone what's going on we're back again with another episode of the south florida gamers podcast episode 53 i am your host the silverback senpai and joining me across the table is none other than my co-host waluigi ohio only chance wow it's been like a couple weeks it feels like time went by so slow <laughs> last last episode we had what the women of fgc which was a pretty fun episode in my opinion oh yeah definitely a lot of good takes a lot of good moments and now we got the latest guest with us yes and that is none other than four face buttons of flynn's gaming hey what's up everybody <laughs> uh these two guys dragged me out here oh i did <laughs> <laughs> oh wait no audio Oh, no audio? Shit. Wow. That's, uh, that's going to be an issue. It might get saved later. Uh, <laughs> oh. Let's see what we can do for improvising. Wish I could hold up a sign that's like standby. Te technical difficulties. There we go. All of a sudden now it's working. Ooh, sounds seems a little loud. Oh, oh. So many technical difficulties in the okay, of there, we go. there we go. We're good. It's, We're it's good. early in the morning. All right, let's try uh, this again. Is the audio fine? It seems a little hot over there on the OBS. I don't know if that's uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. So that means you guys did not hear this. <laughs> All right, we're redoing this again. So good morning, everyone. What's going on? Episode 53 of the South Florida Gamers Podcast. I am your host, the Silverback Senpai. Oh, it's too loud. Okay, so I just lower it down from here. I am your host, the Silverback Senpai, and joining me across the table is none other than my co-host, Waluigi. Morning, everybody. Last episode was pretty fun. Had women at FGC, and now we got our latest guest, or face buttons of Flynn's Gaming. Yes, sir. He's here with us. Glad <laughs> to be here. Uh, these two guys dragged me out here. They got some things to ask me. I don't know why. Oh, I took them hostage. <laughs> we, li we live in West Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah, we live close enough to each other. It's really convenient to have someone to carpool with oh hell yeah oh definitely this episode of the podcast is going to be available on soundcloud itunes google podcast anchor and spotify for our audio only listeners and of course video playback will be available on youtube and of course on facebook later on so let's get right into the meat and potatoes last episode we had the women of the fgc as waluigi mentioned and it was a really great episode because we really got to see from a woman's perspective of what it's like to be in the fighting game community Agreed. and you know sharing their experiences of what you know they've went through from their come up inside of the scene and to where they are now though we were i'm short two guests but we still ended up having a really great episode so oh definitely can't wait to have them next time yeah definitely so without further ado we're gonna go ahead and talk about our guest today and that is four face buttons this man right here in the middle and we want to know his gaming origins we want to know your complete gaming background story what got you into gaming and yeah just take it away my complete history? Uh, yes, the complete history. You know, I'm curious. How did you get the name Four Face Buttons anyways? Is it because oh, of it, the, like the buttonholes or something? Well, I was just trying to think of something halfway <laughs> clever for the YouTube channel. You something know, I, very generic. I was thinking about this for a while, and I haven't, I haven't slept right ever since. <laughs> no, <laughs> if, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> if I was smart, I would have named it uh, Six Face Buttons. But uh, I never thought I'd get decent at fighting games. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive is definitely the, the best one that I've been doing all right at. But um, yeah, like, I've been playing video games for pretty much as, uh, as long as I can remember. Really? Like, it's 
I don't have a memory of not playing video games. The earliest I can recall is like playing like Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda on NES. Ooh, those are good choices. And uh, and I never took it too seriously. It was just something to have fun with until I played games like Silent Hill 2. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, I I feel like there's something like I I was I was still young, so I didn't like I I couldn't really get it, but like there's something here that can be considered some kind of an art form. And uh, I started, you know, looking into video game magazines and uh, my favorite one was uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Uh, seeing That's how an old school classic. Oh, I, I loved it. Yes. Uh, and uh, the way that they do the reviews and they have roundtable discussions at the end of the magazine talking about, oh, this is how we feel. I'm like, there's like a, a discussion here right. there there's something going on and uh that's kind of the seeds of my love for video games and uh eventually that grew into uh what i'm you know what i'm doing now with youtube videos and whatever stuff uh and for fighting games specifically uh, the earliest fighting games I recall myself playing were Gundam Battle Assault 2. Ah, I wow. played that. It's great. It's, yes. It's a wonder I still have my, my copy. Same here. It's so good. Um, and, uh, and I played a lot of Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. Oh, wow. But th that was just like button mashing stuff. Right. I didn't really know what I was doing. The first fighting game that I tried to take seriously was uh, Street Fighter 4. Oh. And I was oh. awful, horrible at it. But I tried looking up uh, this this guy you probably heard of on YouTube who goes by Maximilian Dude. Yeah, he, he's yeah. popular. I watched a lot of his videos, especially for Marvel's Capcom Three, and I tried to get into like the theory of the game, but I was terrible, terrible at it. Um, and I've that's never really changed. I, I I was halfway decent at Persona Four Arena, I think, but. Uh, every fighting game I play, I played Tekken Tag Tournament 2, I played Soul Calibur 5. Oh. Uh, I really tried hard to get into Street Fighter 5, but I was horrible at all these games. And, uh, I, and at this point, like, I kind of gave up on fighting games. And then the beta for Guilty Gear Strive came out, and I'm like, all right, let me... I, I very briefly played Guilty Gear X on PS2 when I was younger. Yeah. But that, was, that wasn't really anything, but I'm like, all right, this game looks cool, let me try it out. And I was doing well in the beta as May. I just picked a character at random, like, let me see how this goes. And I was thinking about it for a long time. There's something about this game that feels special to me. And I decided if I don't get okay at this game, then I'm done with fighting games. Like, this is the last fighting game I'm, I'm going to bother with. Hmm. And then go figure, uh, I enter a, a beginner's tournament online, ended up winning, which I didn't expect that was amazing and then i found out about the tournaments here and i'm like all right let me just go see how i do and i wasn't i wasn't winning right away but i was having a lot of fun and i felt i felt i was growing and uh let me just keep coming and keep seeing what happened and at this point i'm like i think i'm actually doing okay i think i'm doing decent at this game and uh and everyone's like oh you need to go you need to go to ceo i'm like oh, for what like I never even considered going, but as the, the day came closer, I'm like, man, maybe I should go. I don't know. Uh, but then uh, at the last minute, a uh, work schedule conflict came up, so I couldn't even go. But now I'm signed up to go to Combo Breaker, and I'll see how that goes. 
yeah, like this, this is like a whole new world to me. I never thought that I was gonna, that I was gonna get decent enough to a point where I'm winning local tournaments, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm beating people that they beat me before. And it's like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to beat this guy. And then like, it just, uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm somehow getting better. Like this, this, this is crazy to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just like this game a lot. <laughs> this game's so good. That's a great, great, interesting story, man. I mean, I don't, I don't think so, but it's good. Everyone in the podcast always has something different to say, so it's always unique. We don't know what we're going to hear, if it's generic or uncommon or some kind of niche-specific anime. Okay. But India comments, we just got Kenny oh, Lauderdale. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a cool guy. He has a he has a great YouTube channel about anime stuff. Really cool Ooh, stuff. I'll look into that later. Um, but yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, what did, what did you say? Yeah, he was saying a magazine ad for Gundam Battle Assault's amazing. Just a hand <laughs> of cuts and scrapes. <laughs> Sounds about right. So I want to um, also ask a couple of questions of you know sure. your origin story is, and that is, um, what were your first uh, consoles that you owned that got you like some started into gaming like what were you like your very first initial gaming console what memories could you share with us that um you could talk about in in regards to like okay this is how my entry point into gaming and then here are the games that i actually played while i was you know getting into it so the the first console for sure that i recall was uh the nes but it was it's so early like i barely remember anything out of that yeah uh, but I played a lot of Super Nintendo uh, when I was younger. When I was like really, really little kid, I played a lot of uh, Super Goals and Ghosts. Oh, that is a classic oh, game. I, I love and oh. I, I love that game so much. Now I, I play it every Halloween just for fun. It's such a cool game. Okay, that's actually such a difficult cool. game. That's actually a cool tradition. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I love it. It's a great tradition. Um, that is one of the most difficult games that you could play on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's that is a brutally difficult game. Once you learn it, you get good at it, then uh, it's not as bad. But your first time through, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say, like, most of my memories is uh, the Nintendo 64. Uh, I distinctly remember my brother and I being really into StarCraft on the computer. Mm. But we only had one computer, and we wanted to play each other. So we got the N64 version of the game, which, I, if you've never played it, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't know any better. Yeah. We're just like, oh, dude, we're playing StarCraft split screen. This is awesome. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> but um, 64 at that time did not have um, networking capabilities. No, no. It was like, we, we did it for the split screen aspect. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but I, I played a lot of Super Mario 64, a lot of, uh, a lot of Pilot Wings and Wave Race and Legend of Zelda. Um, any Star Fox? Oh, Star Fox 64, absolutely, I, yeah. I had that, a That's a banger. That was a big one that I played a lot when I was a kid. I overplayed the hell out of that game. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really get a PS1 until much later, but um, eventually my brother was telling me about this game. He was looking at magazines called Final Fantasy VII. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yes. <laughs> Who has it? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <So> hold on. <laughs> um, but that was, the, that was the first RPG I played. And, uh, and I, I play it when my brother's now playing it, and when he's playing, I'm watching him play, and I'm like, there, there's like an epic story here. There, there's characters you, you follow as, you know, the adventures they go on. Uh, there's, there's ups and downs, there's triumphs. I'm like, wow, like, that, that was one of the games. I'm like, there's a lot more to video games than, uh, than I ever thought. I always figured, like, oh, 
they're just the games are just like goofy fun to have fun with you know mm -hmm. but that was one of the uh the earliest games that i'm like wow there's there's really something here and then again later um god when, when we got a ps2 and my brother came back from the rental store and he's like oh this game looks kind of weird and it was silent hill 2 and uh and I, I look at the cover i'm like this game looks dumb this is i'm never gonna bother with it and uh and uh i, I talked to him the next day i'm like oh did you you, you tried that game out he's like dude i'm not playing that game that game's too scary I'm like what do you mean it's too scary <laughs> like the scariest game i played before was like super ghouls and ghosts in castlevania and i'm like what do you mean it's scary like that's 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 dumb so then i tried i'm like dude no way <laughs> <laughs> this, this this game is like seriously um yeah again that was like one of those games i'm like there's a lot more there's a lot more potential to video games you know uh this can be just as legitimate of an art form and uh i don't know i just kept going from there so to speak all right so from the ps2 since um since um, we're talking about ps2 i want to know um, what are the top three games that you can remember off the top of your head that were bangers like really good games like if you had a ps2 these were the go-to games to own i actually had this discussion with a good friend of mine not long ago uh if i have to pick it's it's hard because like the library is like dude yeah this ps2's library is insane yeah but if if i have to pick one uh without question uh devil may cry 3. yes Ooh, yes i agree. i re like i really thought about it and i tried to come up with arguments against and whatnot, but when it really comes down to it, I think that is the single number one game on the PS2. It just, it's, it's almost perfect. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and now going from there, I really, really love Sound Hill 3. Mm, I want to put Resident Evil 4 up there but it, it it gets hard because now it's it's competing against like Metal Gear Solid Three. Mm, wow, that's actually good. It's so it's it's tough. That's like that's that's around like top four, you know. I wish I had something more interesting. These are like such like generic answers that like everyone says, you know. Yeah, no okay, worries. I'll give you all right. I'll, I'll, all right, you know, instead of top three, top five. We got to challenge you. Oh man. So, all right, like, so Devil May Cry Three is at the top. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then Resident Evil Four. Uh, what so are the other three? I say Sound Hill 3. I say Metal Gear Solid 3. And man, I don't know. That's another one. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything in my, in my head right now. Ooh. Like, I mean, I, I have a bunch of games. Like, I, I have so many memories playing uh, Final Fantasy XI on, on PS2, you know? But I wouldn't put that in top five. Right. I'm trying to think of something else. Um, but I mean, that you want to talk about like childhood memories, like, dude. I, I spend way too much time on Final Fantasy XI, for sure. That's yeah. the, the, the online one on PS2. Yeah, like, I think when that game came out, I remember a lot of people, especially from um, my high school um, days, were just, like, playing the crap out of that game because yeah. of there was the online aspect. And then, of course, the experience that you get in the game alone is just overwhelmingly good. It was like... It was like the best um, fighter Final Fantasy game for the PS2 at that time that it came out. And that it was too. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yo, if you want a really good RPG game, Final Fantasy XI, that's your go-to game. That's the game that you get. Yeah. And then uh, a big part of it also has to do with the fact that you're paying a monthly subscription. So you kind of feel obligated 
to to keep playing, which you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time saying the that fifth one for sure. God I mean, of that, War Two. I I have some controversial takes. Jack and Dexter. Uh, actually, I never played Jack and Dexter. Oh, damn. Yeah, sorry. Um, I have some controversial takes. I actually think <laughs> God of War One is way better than Two. Yeah. You know, personally. Yeah. I think two had some uh, interesting additions, mm-hmm. but the pacing and the level design, uh, it wasn't as strong. God of War 1 had such a good pacing, like there was never any break. Yeah. Um, and it was the first one. They they really nailed it on that first try. Yeah. Um, I don't know. God of War 2 it never really gelled with me. Uh, and if you want to get into some really controversial t- takes, I actually think God of War 3 is pretty trash. What? Yeah. I actually think God of War 3 is like... On God? Oh what? God. Okay, I need to hear this. Oh yes. Yes. Wh- why? I'm clipping that. What? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you you want to take this uh, character, Kratos, who uh, <laughs> he's doing everything for revenge against his family. And uh, it's just totally angry dude. Hates everything around him. Murders everything. Then you get into God of War 3. Immediately opens up the same way. He's climbing Mount Olympus with Gaia. And uh, and then Gaia's like, yeah, I know you weigh like nothing to me, but I need you off my back, you know, <laughs> and dumps him. And, you know, it's, and, and that's fine. It's like, he, so then when Gaia comes up again, he's like, oh, you know, ain't revenge something, you know, and that, that's a great scene, you know? Yeah. His character's consistent throughout all this time. I love this one scene where um, he needs to uh, open this uh, this door that requires like you to hold hold open a lever. And he gets this slave woman and props her up against it. And you don't see what happens to her, but you just hear, like, this crunching bone as she, like, can't hold it up anymore. Uh, it's great. Like, Kratos doesn't care about anything around him. He's doing this completely for himself. Uh, and then out of nowhere, you introduce the character Pandora. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, why? I get it. Like, she reminds him of his daughter. But to this extreme... Like, he, he really, like, starts doing pretty much everything for her, you know? And it doesn't even make sense. And then, um, in general, like, it felt... Like, that was a big part of it. Because these God of War games, the, the gameplay is simplistic. So you really, you need that, uh, that world building and that character and that storytelling, you know, to really carry the experience. And that's something I felt like the first game did extremely well. Uh, that's... Not not to go too far off topic, but that, that's a similar reason why I really, really hate Uncharted 3. Uncharted 1 and 2, they're okay, you know? Uncharted 2 especially uh, had really good character moments. Yeah. So I'll, I'll actually, uh, I'll give that game a pass for sure. But Uncharted 3 was extremely weak in that regard. Yeah. God of War 3 is similar. Um, and then in general, like, I remember the gameplay just losing me. Maybe, so I played all three games back to back. So maybe by that point, I kind of had enough of it. Yeah. But, uh, but that was the big one for me. They completely lost uh, Kratos' character on me. Like, it didn't even make sense. I'm just, I don't know. That's whatever. I feel some type of way, but, you know. I, I laughed at Sensei Raphael. He's like, nah, kick him off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Poverty Senpai. He's like, God of War is definitely before my time. Uh. It's early 2000s when it came out, right? The first God of War? The first one. Sounds about yeah. right, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so 
I don't disagree with what you're saying because yeah, the, yeah. at the at the beginning point before Pandora was introduced, that's when Kratos was just on his vengeance warpath. Yeah, and he was just a complete monster. Like he did not give a shit about anything or anybody. It, his vengeance was his all time high. And then when Pandora was introduced, then you kind of started to see a shift to where he's somewhat gaining his humanity, humanity back. back. Sure. Yeah. And then up and towards the end, um, when he was when it looked like he was gonna um, stab Gaia with the you know the sword of Olympus, he ends up stabbing himself and then releasing all the godly powers back into the world. Yeah. So I'm guessing when that happened, and then guy, not guy, but Athena. Athena at the end, yes. Yeah. Um, picked up Chris, was like, you know, you disappoint me. And then she left for whatnot. And then you kind of see Kratos had that smirk. It was just like, yeah, he's not giving you guys what you want. Sure. And, and, I, and I get that. I feel like you can still have that without having Pandora at all. You know, you yeah. can still have yeah. Kratos having this realization of like, well, I'm just playing into their, I'm just playing into their hand, you right. know? I feel like, and I, I know I'm making a big deal about a single character, but like, <laughs> she, she's like half the story. Like, she is a big deal in that game. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like she doesn't add anything, and it's just... It's not contribution enough. Yeah, there's... It doesn't contribute to anything. The, 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 the contribution is not justified. And uh, it, was, it was super disappointing to me. Uh, and, and then you have um, the new God of War, which I thought was pretty good. I actually yeah. enjoyed it. Some of my buddies, um, they're like, oh, and, and I agree with some of the, what they say. I don't think it needed, like, these RPG mechanics. I felt like that detracted. But for the most part, like, I, I thought it was a cool game. Yeah. I'm just killing people, going crazy. It was good. <laughs> I and didn't, I, I didn't like um, the latest God of War due to the fact that um, of course, Balder was the final boss, and then it was just oh, like, sure. like the boss about like they, the harpies they were like in game, like after you beat like oh, the main man. story they were in game. I did not like that part because it was just like, yeah, I could have added that to the game to the main story or whatnot to you know give it more flavor because yeah, you're, you're, you're when I fought Balder for the very last time, it was such an underwhelming fight. I'm just like, well, this sucks. And then you're talking about the uh, the Valkyries, right? The, yeah. You said the Harpies, you said? Yeah, Valkyries. Valkyries sure, sure. Okay, okay. Um, I 100% agree. It's it's such a weird feeling because you fight Balder the first time. And it was, it was such a And it's a such a good moment. Yeah. It's so cool. And then you fight him the last time, and it's like, it's not the same. It's like, why no. don't you die already? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a much more basic fight. It's not as grandiose. And then, well, no, just in case no one's played it, I won't say spoilers. But, like, the way that it finally ends, I'll say it's appropriate, but it's so sudden and then, like, okay, I guess that's it then. Yeah. So. Uh, Herb's got a question for you. Oh, what's up? Which is worse, The Last of Us 2 or God of War? Oh, Last of Us 2. <laughs> that, that, you don't. Can, can you tell us why? <laughs> Do I really want to get into that? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're in the right podcast. <laughs> For real. Um, what, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say real quick about uh, the new God of War, though. Um, I agree about the, the Valkyries. Like, those are some of the cooler fights, for sure. Yeah. Not even, like, it doesn't even have to set up, like, this crazy set piece. You know, they're just, like, good individual fights. Right. Uh, I do agree. That's kind of a problem that the new God of War has is uh, a lot of its best stuff 
is hidden behind side content. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and that's, that was the, like my one big, well, two big complaints. That and the uh, last boss fight was like kind of underwhelming because God of War is known for having these huge epic boss battles that, you know, when you finally complete it, you feel, you, you, you feel a certain type of way. You feel accomplished. You feel hyped. You feel, you feel good, but it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one it uh, it ended on a weaker note, which yeah. is extremely disappointing. Yeah, and then also um, they repeat that like that giant with like the big stone slab. Over yeah, they do them like three or four times in the game. Oh my god, it's like I, I kind of had enough. But yeah, I think they're just preparing for Ragnarok. Hopefully, it comes out good this year. I'm hoping, yeah. Um, it's this year or next year. They're saying this year, but I have a strong feeling it's going to be next year. I'm agreeing. It's going to be delayed. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, that. definitely for the PS5 quality. And then, uh, and then I could also say, like, uh, Kratos having more humanity in that game. I can believe it a lot more because there's such a long time skip, you know? But for God of War 1, 2, and 3, all of those games are, like, almost back-to-back in, in terms of, like, the timeline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, like, when 3 comes around, all of a sudden he grows a heart. And I'm like, I'm like okay. Change of Whatever heart. you say. <laughs> it took less than 20 days or something like that. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes in the game. Um, but yeah, you, if you want me to talk about Last of Us 2, like, man, uh, give us your hot take. Jeez. So a lot of people hate that, you know, spoilers, but people probably know about this game. Like they probably they know like the yeah. vast majority about this game by now. Yeah. But people talk about how much they hate that, uh, Joel dies in Last of Us 2, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't disagree. It's, uh, it's pretty silly that he goes into this room of strangers and just announces his name. And be like, hey, you know, th- this is me. Oh, you're the guy who's hunting me down? Damn. Should have th- thought this through, you know? But that, that's fine. If, if they want to kill this guy off in order to build up this new villain as this, like, major threat, I'm not against that. That's fine. We can make this work. <laughs> the part that, uh, that I'm calling out Neil Druckmann himself <laughs> on his supposed expert storytelling. Neil Druckmann is you get to the halfway point, and now you play the game as Abby instead. You play as the villain, which it's fine. You know, we can make this work. But you build up this character as this horrible, evil monster throughout the whole game. Uh, there's, like, nothing redeeming about her. Then you play as her, and one of the very first things you see, you walk out of her dorm room. On one side, there's, like, a middle school classroom. On the other side, there's an elementary school classroom. And then you go into this cafeteria with all these happy people eating, and it's like... Wow, you hated this person? How dare you? Look at how, look how nice she is. Look at the family that she has. Boy, I, I, be, I bet you feel like a fool now. And I'm like, you wrote the story. Like, you did this on purpose. Like, this isn't clever. This is stupid. You, like, if there was at least some kind of hint, some kind of redeeming factor leading up to it. But, like, no, like, everything that you as Ellie... Uh, when, uh, when Ellie goes to kill one of Abby's friends earlier, uh, she's like, 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 uh, I forget her name, but like Abby's friend, like comes off as like so evil and psychotic. She's talking to Ellie and she says something like, oh, I, I still, I still hear Joel's screams every night when he died. Yeah. He died like a little bitch. And I'm like, okay, like you're just evil then. That's fine. You know, whatever. And then you play as Abby, and it's like, boy, don't you feel like a fool. 
Look at how yeah. nice these people actually are. And that's what the whole game hinges on, you know? And then also you're playing as Abby, and, like, Abby absolutely hates these, uh, this other sect of people, like these cult people. Uh, but then you end up having to join up with one of them, and she starts learning, like, oh, maybe they're not all so bad after all. It's like, so the, the whole theme of the game is just perspectives. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's, that, that's, such, a, that's such a great theme. Like, I've never, I've never thought of that before. Like, people aren't what you think they are initially. Wow, isn't that something? It's, it's super weak. It's extremely weak, especially when that's what the entire story hinges on. Super weak. Agreed. Very, very, very poorly done. Uh, which is a horrible shame because the gameplay, when you actually get to the gameplay, it's like half, if not, like people make fun of Metal Gear Solid 4 for being half cutscenes. Last of Us 2 puts it to shame. The, the, really? The, the pacing is horrible. But when you do get to the gameplay, it's amazing. Yeah. It's extremely well done. I felt like Last of Us 1's gameplay is pretty weak. Uh, it's especially today. It's very janky. Um, it's not very polished. But Last of Us 2, they nailed it. It's so yeah. well done. But you never get to it. It's, it's so much walk and talk, dialogue, cutscenes. I'm over it. Hate it. Hate that game. <laughs> well, that answers Herb's question. Yeah, so. sorry that took a while. No, no, no you're good. You're don't good. worry. We got time. <laughs> you're good. So um, before we jump off to our last topic, um, what are your favorite genres of gaming? Um, I mean, I, I want to say fighting games, but Strive is like the only one I like, <laughs> kind of. Um, I like platformers a lot. If I, if I ever want to just chill, like Super Mario World, or I'll get a, I'll get a, like, I'll just look up a random platformer. You know, I, I played Celeste not too long ago. That game's great. That's such a fun game. Um, another game called Slime Son, which is similar to Celeste. A very, very good game. Really cheap. Um, and has enough levels that'll take you a good time to beat it. But it's very, Slime Son's actually similar to Super Meat Boy. In the sense where it's just like a collection of shorter levels, you know? Right. And then Super Meat Boy is another one. Um, I like platformers a lot. That's just like such a... Un unless something like, I want to be the guy. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, don't, don't even get me on that one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, platformers is one of my favorite genres. Um, shooters, whether it's like first-person shooters or something like Metal Slug, you know, whatever. I like shooters. Uh... Pretty much anything except sports games and strategy games like uh, like StarCraft or Advance Wars or Fire Emblem. I'm I'm too brainless. I, I can't <laughs> I can't do it. I feel like such an idiot playing StarCraft. I remember I tried playing a, a little bit online more recently. Uh, Blizzard made the original StarCraft free to download. Mm -hmm. And uh, they made it so that you can like easily connect, you know, install it on modern platforms and play online or whatever. So I'm like, oh, let me just play online. I'm just, oh, I'm just building my base. I'm having fun, you know. I'm just building my army, taking my time. All of a sudden, just an army of Zergs show up. I'm like, I wasn't ready. What's <laughs> happening? I'm just, I'm way too stupid at StarCraft. I can't handle it. Uh, but yeah, pretty much anything except like sports and strategy. Like I'll play just about anything. Uh, you give me the right racing game, like I'll play racing too. Mario Kart, I'm okay with, but 
but I really love uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 3, Ooh. which was on uh, originally on PS3 and 360, and they recently remastered it. But yeah, Hot Pursuit 3, I love. It's so much fun. Uh, oh, and like, one of my favorite games of all time is Outrun on the, the arcade. Really, really cool game. Uh, I asked the, um, uh, who's the, the guy? I don't think Eddie, the other guy who... Uh, oh, Will. Will. Will, yeah. I was talking to Will about it. I'm like, dude, please get Outrun on that <laughs> machine. Because they have Outrun 2, which I love a lot, but I want the original. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to see about getting it. And then next thing I see, the, the machine is down. And I'm like, oh, no. Now I don't get to play anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, again, I, I like just about anything except for, uh, stra- except for sports and strategy, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, again, you give me the right sports game, I'll play NBA Jam. Because NBA Jam, everyone loves that game. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, next topic is what got you into competitive fighting games? Even though you discussed that already in yeah. um, – the first previous topic or whatnot, but, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, like pretty much the same stuff. It was, um, I played the beta and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I feel like, you know, let me go ahead and like enter online tournaments and see where, see where I go with this. And I was doing decent. I won that beginner's tournament and I'm like, wow. Okay. Maybe there's potential here. And then I start coming here to Flynn's and you know, well, first I went to Next Level Gaming in Miami because I didn't even know about Flynn's. I yeah. wish I knew about this place. It's a lot closer. Right. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went to Next Level Gaming, and, um, and then I, I, I uh, learned about Hotashi. I never knew about him before. And I actually played a match in bracket against uh, Idiosyncrasy. And uh, it was a great eye-opening experience. So like, wow, there's people that are like really good at this. You know, yeah. I can't even touch these guys. Um, and that, that like shows how much further I have to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I came here and I started doing better and better. Um, the biggest moment for me was, uh, was being uh, asked for the sponsorship, which I never thought in a million years that that would even be on the table, that I would, I would get good enough that it's like, hey, you know, we want you to, to, uh, to represent us, you know, if, if you go elsewhere and here's a jersey for you. And I'm just like, no matter what happens, uh, you know, Guilty Gear Strive will eventually die out, you know, five, seven, depending how long, how many years it takes. Uh, but regardless of anything else, like, I have the jersey as a trophy. Right. Like, that, that's, that's amazing to me. That, that is one of the awesome experiences. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much a – I never thought I would, uh, I would really get into fighting games like this. You know, like I said, like, I, I tried a few of them before. Mm-hmm. And Guilty Gear Strive, I pretty much convinced. Oh yeah, and I and I played a, a fair bit of Dragon Ball Fighters as well. I was terrible at it. Every game I was horrible at. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Something about Maze gameplay just gels with me. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Uh. Probably has to do with how freaking big her buttons are, and uh. And I can just like, with the the anchor and neutral, and people run into it, and it's like, oh okay, <laughs> that works. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, I, I didn't think I would get this good, and I pretty much told myself, like, if I don't really get Strive, like, if it doesn't gel with me, this is going to be the last fighting game I play. Yeah. Like, I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm just spending money on games that, like, I don't really understand. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it turned out that, like, th- this is the one that I'm best at, and, and, I, and I love it. Like, it's just all the mechanics make a lot of sense to me, and I, it's really fun. There, it's not perfect. 
there's like there's some little issues here and there that I you know I don't totally agree with, but the, it's my favorite fighting game of all time by far. Well, who would you say gave you your best learning experience? Like when you've played against them and you start and you decided to learn more about yourself and of course more about your game. Like who would you say gave you mm. that kind of feeling? That's that's a really good question because there's so many players. Um, I don't think I've ever actually fought against Hotashi, so that's not even an option, you know? Mm -hmm. Idiosyncrasy is definitely one of the bigger ones for sure, by far. Not just because he's so good, but uh, he's also extremely humble. Uh, I, I, I remember telling him, like, oh, dude, there's, like, there's no way I'm going to be able to beat you. You're so good. And he tells me, like, at the end of the day, we're all human. Everyone's beatable. Uh, don't, don't put these people on a pedestal. You can win. You know, maybe not today, tomorrow, or next month, but with little by little improvement, you can get there. Everyone is beatable. Damn. And uh, that, was, that was really, you want to talk about like, like eye-opening. I'm like, it, it, sounds like, it sounds so obvious, like duh, but it's really good to, to hear that from someone who's like, Really high up there, super good, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Marvello, absolutely, is a big one for sure. Uh, the way that, like, he's just running laps around you with Chip, he, he's making your life miserable. <laughs> but then afterwards, he'll sit you down and be like, Hey, dude, this is what you're supposed to do when I do this, you know. And uh, it, it's not just like the direct advice but also the reminder of there's an answer for every approach. Yeah. Like, he, he's not playing this ungodly perfection where it's like there's nothing you're allowed to do. It's like, no, there's an answer for every approach. You just have to look for it. Yeah. You know, you have to figure it out. Um, having, like, herbs as a training partner is so, so good. You know, having someone close by that, like, hey, you know, you, you oh, want to... I, I agree with this 100%. You, you want to you meet up somewhere nearby and let's just run some games, like... And then, you know, you talk about it and, like, oh, what do you do about this? Oh, what can I do against this? And, you know, back and forth. That's such a big deal. Um, creator as well, for a similar reason as Marvello. Uh, he'll, again, like, run laps around you. And then it's like... Dude, why are you doing wake up throw so often? You know, and then and like I don't even realize it. And it's like obviously, uh, yeah. Like that's you, you want to talk about getting better at a fighting game. Like that's what it comes down to. You gotta you gotta put in the grind, but it helps so much to have a conversation afterwards and discuss it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just in in general, if I'm ever against someone who's who's beating me, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And then I just like look back at the footage and think like, oh, I'm s if I played more patiently, he kept getting me every time I did this. You know, I got to throw him off in a different way, and that'll help. Things like that. But I'd say um, those four people were like the the top four for sure. Okay. Nice. Okay, because I I'm, I think it was last tournament you finally beat um, Marvello oh, my in God. bracket. Like yeah. you finally beat him in bracket, though you didn't win the tournament. Yeah. And he was like. You you were still a little bit disappointed because you're just like I beat Marvello, who's my all-time bracket demon, but it's just like I didn't win the tournament because you had AJ here, who completely smoked everyone, 
Like I heard and I saw that. A- yeah, AJ, like his, AJ his, something else. Yeah, his biking is whoa. Like, whoa. <laughs> well, we'll see about um the tournament tonight. But part of me that didn't make me feel super proud about beating Marvello, I f- like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am getting better, but I don't think that's what it is. But I felt like he wasn't totally on his game. And it makes sense because uh, he was on vacation. He just came back recently. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, he didn't come for like the past two weeks worth of tournaments. Yeah. You know? and, uh, and I'm sure he wasn't even playing the game at all. Right. You know, he, he was with family. Um, so I was basically, I, I won against warming up Marvello. Yeah. You know, not, not real, not God Marvello. Yeah. Not, not real Marvello. Not the Marvello that comes out like every week and he's just like, he's still fresh. Yes, like, he, he, exactly. He's, he's still fresh. Like, he's what, been practicing. Wait, what was the score anyways? I don't... I, I think I, it was 3-0. That's, uh-huh. what, that's what I was going to say. I could be wrong, but I think it was 3-0, which like didn't oh, okay. even feel real. Yeah, because it was just like, they're known for going to game five. Yeah, that's what I was trying to They're wonder. known for going to game five. So when it was like 3-0, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you, you look away expecting like, all right, I'll come back when the match is later. You come back and like Marvell already lost. It's like, eh, what? Something ain't right. Yeah. It's the thought process that kicks in. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh, my God. But, you know, it happens. They're like um, players do have off nights or yeah. where they, they feel a little bit rusty or whatnot. And, you know, once they get back on the grind and then just like, okay, I'm now I'm back to where I'm at, if not even better. And that's one of the things that I would, you know, tell other players, you know, when they lose, just like you don't lose. You either learn, you either win or you learn. Yeah. When you lose, it's, it's just a, you lose when you completely just like give up. Yes. That's when you lose. When you give up, you lose. But learn, like rewatch the stream, rewatch your matches or whatnot, if, especially if it was played on stream. So that way you can see where the mistakes that you're doing, because Players have habits. Everyone has habits in oh, fighting yeah. games. Like, and people will expose those habits that you have and be like, hey, you're doing this. Stop doing this this too much. Hey, you're always trying to go for um, gold burst. Stop doing that. Stop trying to burst. Focus on the, focus on the neutral. Um, punish when I do or when, try to bait me into doing something so that way you can punish me for it. Yep. People have habits, and you just have to find a way to punish those habits when when that opportunity comes. It's going to be a real small, short window, but once you see it and you punish it, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so our next topic is... What got you doing gaming content on YouTube? Man, I've been watching. I actually looked at your videos, and I love them. Really? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, there's probably something wrong with you. No, no, it's entertainment. <laughs> I got to learn about my, my interviewee, if anything. Plus, you've been doing it for four years, from what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Um, cons- I've been doing it consistently for four years. I, I had, like, another channel where, like, I, up- I uploaded, like, very sporadically, but that's whatever. Like, that's, that's not even anything to count. The, the current channel, I've been keeping up with it uh, very consistently for, like, the past four, five years. Probably like four years. 2017. Holy smokes. 2017? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm on your YouTube page now. <laughs> For sure. And I just subscribed. <laughs> uh, you, you're going to want to hit that button again and unsubscribe. There's like, no, there's like nothing there worth <laughs> Shut watching. Shut up. You're fine. <laughs> uh, 
uh, but yeah, so what, what got me into doing it is, um, again, one of my favorite magazines was uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. And I really respected what they did. And as I was growing up through high school and college, actually um, in college I was taking journalism classes just on the off chance that maybe I can get a job at like a gaming magazine. It was a dumb childish dream of sorts, but that was the idea I was going into. And then, uh, you know, not that I'll get into it, but like apparently I was absolutely terrible at writing for journalism. And I'm like, all right, I guess I better do something else. But that, that was the idea I had. Yeah. But anyway, um, oh, and like one of the biggest things that made me respect uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly so much was um, the editor at the time when I was subscribed was Dan Shu. And he put in the, uh, the letter to the editor, kind of like the foreword at the start of the magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, one of the months was like, oh, Midway's not happy about our low review score for one of the Mortal Kombat games. And, you know, he's like putting this out there publicly. And uh, he says that Midway is not going to give us uh, early review copies. Oh. So if you see that, you know, other magazines are reviewing the latest game before we do, that's why. Uh, we're simply going to have to get, you know, buy it ourselves when it actually comes out. Uh, Midway said that they're going to pull their advertisements from our magazine. So we're going to get uh, less funding. And the guy goes like, and he's like, if that's how it's going to be, that's how it's going to be. But we're not going to change how, how, we re, how we review our games. Yeah. This, is, this is how we do things. If you're not happy about it, that's on you. Make better games. Yeah. Uh, and, then, uh, and then and it happened again with uh, Ubisoft because they gave a quote-unquote low score for Assassin's Creed. Uh, on their website, they put the review early, and the guy gave it like a six or a seven. No higher than a seven, might have been a six. I don't remember at the, you know, right now, but Ubisoft contacted, that, contacted them immediately after, and they said, like, you can't give us this kind of score. Like, you know, we, like, like the, the, according to them, like, this is unacceptable, yeah. you know? So they did the same thing. We're not going to send a review copies. We're not going to, we're going to take, we're going to take back our advertisement, whatever. Wow. And, uh, and on, at the time, they had a, EGM had a podcast. And they did like a discussion about this and they were joking about it. And they're like, uh, Ubisoft didn't even see my score yet. I gave the game a four, (laughs) 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 but, um, but yeah, they were like, you know, it's, it's a real shame because, uh, uh, we at at the time, like they were big fans of a splinter cell and that's when, uh, Pandora tomorrow and chaos theory was coming out. Those are like, like the really big splinter cell games at the time, which were also Ubisoft. And it's like, we don't have anything against Ubisoft. Just this game didn't really, didn't really appeal to us, you know. Yeah. And it is what it is. Um, but yeah, like, I really respect that I followed the magazine for that. And then uh, eventually the magazine shut down. They ran out of funding. It's dead. And now it's really depressing. But then the magazine was coming back, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But it, was, it wasn't the same. There was something wrong about it. The way that the writing was, um, obviously, I didn't play every game. So, like, I can't judge for myself, you know, how do my opinions line up. But you've known their reviews for so long that yeah, you it's an like, idea of how they format their own, like... Something didn't content. seem right. And then um, the really big moment that I'm like, this isn't right. Um, do you know the game uh, Aliens Colonial Marines? Yes. 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 EGM gave that game a 
glowing review. Oh no. They what everything about the game was amazing. I think they ended up giving me like a nine out of ten or oh, something. Lord. You know that's definitely really that, good. That, that was, was the moment that I'm like, these aren't even the same people. No. I'm I'm over it. And uh that was kind of like the light switch moment for me where uh because at the time I, I would complain a lot. You have like ridiculous stories like um you know the obviously the website IGN they famously gave God Hand on PS2 a 3 out of 10, which hence, is like... Hence why IGN stands for Ignorant Gamers Network. Nice. Yep. Nice. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I look at like what IGN does. There's that famous, famous story from uh, the website uh, GameSpot that they ended up firing one of their reviewers oh, no. for a, a low score on the game Kane and Lynch, which was like, like, how can this happen? Like, how dare you? The, the guy, uh, Jeff Gerstman, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name properly, but he would later go on to found the website Giant Bomb, which, you know, it's, it's one of the, like, the bigger websites for sure. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I would complain about this stuff, and I eventually figured I can either keep whining and moaning and nothing will happen, or at the very least I can try to put out there the kind of stuff that I would want to see. And yeah. that's, then that's what, uh, that's what I decided to start doing. I'm like... I've always wanted to do video game reviews, so I'm just gonna do it, and I'm, let's see what happens. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of it's it's sad how gaming has like especially gaming journalism has I would say have been going on a decline instead of going up, it's just been going down yeah. compared to the past where there was a good level of integrity like they're not um tr they're not giving this game a high score because you know they can you know keep getting review copies or whatnot if anything i'll just be like i'll wait until the game comes out then play it and then give it the review and then let people know oh i agree that hey this game is worth your money or you know what skip it this game's not that good exactly because you want gamers to know like hey you hey if this is a really good game go for it if this is the game if this is the type of game that you're interested in the genre the style the art the music blah 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 go for it buy it but if it's trash i'm gonna let you know it's trash there's i i appreciate integrity because for one it lets me know okay if this game's trash i'm not gonna bother dropping money for it but if it's good all right i'll take your word and then i'll purchase it and see for myself and if i enjoy it as you said all right, I'm going to like it. Oh, I agree. Exactly. Because for me, I was also a big fan of Game Informer and, of course, I'm EGM yeah. as well. That was another up. one. Game Same. Informer is a big Same. one. Yeah, and now it's just like, I don't know. I'm just like, I, I don't know if I can take y'all seriously anymore because y'all have changed so much to the point where it's like, and you and you see it online and you hear about it that, you know, hey, we're giving this game a high score so that way we can keep getting review copies, we can keep getting funding and yep. advertisements to stay in business. And it's like, I hate that it's like that. I, I, I do, but I understand. But it's like, I hate, I, I just don't like that. I'm, I'm the same way. I hate it, but I get it. It's a business. Yeah, like you understand the hustle. Yeah. yeah and it's like, you're, you're, you're being disingenuous yeah. due, due to your job. And, and it's because of you're at the mercy of publishers and other gaming companies that are giving you review copies of games. I wish it was just not like that to whereas hey if your game is trash then you need to do better not trying to scam and rip off gamers to whereas now it, 
it, what it do seems you get? to be the most common thing, especially yeah. like on Steam or something. Yeah. Look at today now. Now we're getting microtransactions to death. DLCs, gambles, yeah. loot, loot box stuff. Oh, the whole gotcha grabs. That's what it's called. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's like, man, growing up, you 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 had a full game. Yeah. And you unlocked everything. You had to and earn you, it. Yeah. You had to spend time in the game, play the game in certain difficulties, do certain things to unlock and have certain things. I kind of miss those days. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I, I agree. But now it's just like I, I get the business side of it, but it's just like y'all being real scummy about it. And then, of course, the reviewers ain't making it any better, which is why you have people turning to independent reviewers, people who are not bought by bigger companies to, hey, I need you to review this game and give it a high score. Yeah, it's, it's very strange how uh, the, 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 the landscape changed. Yeah. Uh, and growing up, I never would have thought independent reviewers was going to be a thing, you know? But yeah, that's, that's what happened. It's very crazy. It's very odd. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. It just makes you, it makes you appreciate what you had back in the past when oh, yeah. everything was just, you know, getting started. You had these up-and-coming um, gaming journalist, journalism sites and whatnot, get, you know, starting, grassroots, things like that. And now it's just... You know, hey, we're just in it for the money. Yeah. We're in for yeah. the money, not for the passion. And just like, I kind of miss the passion because when you're passionate about it, you're not, the money's not the first thing. It's just that this is something that you are truly passionate about and you're going to be 100% honest. And I think that's the thing gamers want the most is just integrity. They they want to have integrity and they want these gaming companies to be opening up front and honest same thing with the journalists as well but now it's just it's all business yeah and it's just like it's i don't like that which is why i just go to independent reviewers people who are not bought and bought by bigger companies or whatnot or shilling for bigger companies so that way they can you know appease to them and try to get funding and whatnot nah reminds me of jake james lugo actually who does who is another independent yeah it's reviewer. another it's another great guy love that man and a local yeah <laughs> I gotta go bug him later, but um, Slipmaker wanted to let us know that Dave is live. One yeah, of, one yeah, of your friends. Slip Slipmaker's great. Uh, he he was watching my uh, my game reviews, you know, when I was getting started, so to speak. Really? And I was always encouraging him, like, oh, like he he loves TV shows and movies and stuff. And I was like, oh, just try it out, see what happens. Mm -hmm. The guy blew up out of nowhere. He's got like oh, that's awesome. He's got like tens of thousands of subscribers. And nice. he's, he's getting, like, millions of views on his videos. Oh, that's badass. Like, out, out of nowhere. You, like, I, I've been doing this for, like, four and a half, close to five years. And uh, Slipmaker's been doing it for, like, maybe one and a half, two years. And he's huge. It's awesome. Really good for him. But, um, yeah, if you, wanna, you want TV show stuff, like, Breaking Bad or whatever, he, he's a really good guy to check out. I do have this one question, though. What's up? And it's not on, it's not on the topics or whatnot. If you were to start a gaming journalism company what are the first few things that you're going to make sure that this is established? Like your own independent gaming journalism Ooh. company. I mean, I don't know. I never really thought about that. Like, like, like what you were saying earlier, like integrity is number one. Yeah. It's, it's so hard because it's like, oh, just, just be honest. Oh, just, you know, just do this and that. It's easy. But at the end of the day, like money's a factor. Yeah. I hate it, but I do understand why these companies do what they do because they're trying to stay afloat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, 
I don't know. It's, you know, be, be honest. And uh, when you're going to review a game, it's so important to make sure you, you don't, you don't, you don't necessarily have to quote unquote beat the game, so to speak. Like, as an example, because it came out recently, like for, for Elden Ring, it's like, does it count if you beat the game if you didn't explore the Halig tree, which was a, a completely optional, massive dungeon, you know? Maybe you never even found it. You don't know, you know? Yeah. Does it count if you beat the game if you didn't do Rani's side quest, you know? It's like, it's up to you what you consider, quote unquote, beating the game, but at least put in your due diligence that you saw enough of the game that you feel like you can, you can grasp a really good understanding of how you feel about the game and um, base your review off of that. Don't play like the first two or three hours and it's like, yeah, I basically got an idea. Let me just like type something real quick, push it out there, next game. You just, gotta like, see it. you just gotta see it through. Yeah, like do as much as you can, which is hard because some of these games, if you're lucky, you get a short, you know, quote unquote short game that's like five or 10 hours, you know? Yeah. If you're lucky, but a lot of these games are like 20, 30 hours long. Yeah. The, the fact that like, like it, it's so, it's so funny how, how large the, the gap can be, but a long movie is like three hours. That's a long movie. Yeah. A short game is like five hours. So it's like... <laughs> wow, now I, I, I just realized that. You're right. You yeah. know, a, a, a normal game is like 10, 15, 20 hours. And a short movie is like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, if you can cover that much into a movie before making a sequel. If, uh, if, if I'm like, oh, I, wa I want to... Like, I'm feeling lazy. I should review something, but I don't want to review a full game. I'll, like, pick a movie at random and I'll review a movie. Because... It's a lot shorter. Not that it's like any easier to review, so to speak, but like as far as like writing the review, that's not necessarily easier. But you are bold with some of these reviews, my guy. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a lot shorter. Um, and when you go when I go to editing, I only have like an hour and a half worth of stuff to edit. It's not like editing footage for a video game where I have like ten hours of stuff to go through, and it's like, oh my god. So um, definitely agree with Keanu. That's a seven out of ten. Keanu? Keanu's cool. I like Keanu. Uh, yeah, and that's not like people will look at like a score is like, oh, how dare you give it a, a six out of ten? That's that's terrible. It's like six out of ten is above average. I was snappy. You saw yeah. Doom Annihilation too. Doom Annihilation was uh It sucked. It was fun ish, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. It was that wasn't very good. As a Doom fan, I understand. Now I did watch your Elden Ring review and <laughs> I you know I, I, I you you can disagree you can totally disagree it's fine no 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 it's not the fact that I don't disagree it's just that for me it, it's it's still a game that I thoroughly one hundred percent enjoy I may not agree with the score but the arguments that you made for like for certain certain things like because I got well over a hundred hours in and I'm level two hundred because I've been farming my ass off in that fucking game so. oh my god. <laughs> So, because I like to feel powerful. Like, I've done that with Dark Souls 3 to the point where I farmed. I got so powerful that I just like going up and just... One-shotting a guy. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And then, you know, trying different builds and seeing, okay, maybe this will work or maybe that will work. 
you know, I, I like that. I like I like the option of just trying different, being powerful, and then trying different ways, to like beating a boss or whatnot, or cheesing them, and so so to speak. But um, I do agree with the recycled bosses. I oh, do agree with that. They they got out of hand. Yeah, for sure. it's out of hand. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> like, okay, here's another one, and I'm gonna beat it the same way like I do the other ones. Yeah. And then you see enemies that become sudden bosses. Yeah. Uh, the soldier of Godric is an example. It's it's one thing. It's one thing for a for a boss to show up later as a normal enemy, you know, mm -hmm. because it, it kind of gives you that feeling like, wow, I'm so powerful that like this isn't even a boss anymore. Now it's just a normal guy. That can be cool. It's another thing when a normal enemy is a boss. Then it's like, why? <laughs> why? <What? Yeah. laughs> uh, um. Yeah, for, for all these Souls games, I actually feel the opposite, the way I like to approach it. Uh, I, I won't do like a Soul Level 1 run because I'm not that masochistic. No. But, Jesus. But I like going through these games at more or less at as low of a level as I can handle it. Pers uh, part of it being that like, I don't know what's coming up ahead. So if I find a new weapon that's like, oh, I'm really going to want to use that weapon, then I'm going to want to put my points into, you know, using that weapon, you know? So I kind of want to save my points for that. Yeah. But generally speaking, it doesn't feel great to me. Like, everyone's different, and that's fine. But it doesn't feel great to me to just walk up to a boss, hit it twice, and then he's dead. It's like, yeah. I want this to be a really long, you know... An epic a, grand an, battle. Yeah, an epic battle, really. You know, and uh, I'm learning their attack patterns. I'm dodging through them. I'm figuring it out. That's what I really find exciting about these games. And uh, all of these games, for the most part, they do that. I have my complaints about, like, each individual one here and there. But for the most part, they all did this really well. I just feel like Elden Ring toned it way too hard. And the... Uh, the answer to that is like, oh, just use spirit summons, you know, which I'm not going to say is wrong. Like, that's fine. The problem I have is that every single one of these Souls games, they've all had really faulty AI, you know. It works for the most part when you're one-on-one, -on -one, that's fine. The second you add a second guy in co-op, the boss doesn't know what to do. Yeah. They start, like, turning around in place. They shift their attention, and it's like yeah, I've, I've been I've been doing that and abusing yeah. that a lot. So. Exactly, and Me I too. I no don't I don't like abusing for, that. For certain bosses, I am abusing the hell out of it because okay, um dragons. No, Malekith, like that oh, boss right. was annoying. Man, forget Malekith, Jesus. Once he like the first phase, I can solo him easy. First phase, the second phase where he's just. Yeah. Go Jumping, He's jumping from pillar to pillar, pillar, like, pillar, shoot, spamming, get two potentials and shit and whatnot. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm summoning a spirit. Fuck this. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even playing a Souls game anymore. This is, this got into freaking Metal Gear Rising territory. Yeah, literally. it's insane. Um, yeah, that, that's what. Uh, because originally I'm like, oh, let me try to like get through as much of the game because I knew I knew about the summoning spirits. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's just another form of co-op. Yeah. I want to beat the game solo. I beat every game completely solo. That's like a personal prideful achievement of mine. I'm gonna do it here as well. And uh, no, I got to Malekith. I got to um, oh, who's the um, the boss everyone hates at the end of Haligtree. I forget her name now. Millennia. Millennia. I get to Millennia, 
and I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I can't do it. You're like, I'm out. I'm so <laughs> tired. Just mimic tear. Oh, mimic tears here. I suddenly won. It's like, I'm over it, dude. Get, I, like seriously, I, I did like I did like 20 or 30 attempts against Millennia, you know. And I thought I was already being cheap because I was abusing the hell out of um, Horfrost Stomp. Mm-hmm. And that move is they nerfed it now, but it yeah. was so broken at the time. Yes, it yeah. was. Um, and I thought I was already being cheap doing that, and I still couldn't touch this girl. And I'm like, all right, let me get Mimic Tear. I get Mimic Tear, I beat her on like the third try. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, I'm, f- I'm just. Right, at that point, I was just so tired of the game. I wanted it over with. And it's really disappointing, like, hearing now that people are like, oh, um, I don't want to spoil it. So I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it by saying the name. But, like, you know, you have, like, the final boss that's, like, two different phases. Yeah. Everyone hates the, the second phase. Yes. You know, which is, like, yeah, of course, it, understandable. It, it's literally. I, it, I still haven't gone near there yet. <laughs> it's literally an endurance test. Yeah, it goes on it's for a, a long it, time. It's a very long battle. And. But uh, everyone makes a big deal about the first phase, the first part of that fight. Everyone's like, oh, that's one of the best fights in the game. It's so good. I never actually experienced it because uh, I was so checked out at that point. Yeah. I'm just like, mimic tear, spam Horfrost stomp, just get it over with. I was oh, tired of it. Blame you. And that, uh, that definitely killed my experience of the game. That's part of why it's like, that's part of my hatred for the game. It's because... Uh, I didn't even want to, like, a- after Millennia and Malekith, like, I'll, it was stuff before that as well. Um, uh, Godskin Noble, I had a bit of a hard time with, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't a horrible nightmare, but I had a bit of a hard time with, you know? And then Godskin Apostle, which is, like, he was uh, the skinny guy. I don't think he's mandatory, but he, like, shows up optional here and there. Yeah. I fought him before, and I'm like, man, this guy's really tough, you know? And then you fight Godskin Duo, and I'm just Bro, like that was annoying. And I'm just like, this is the best you got. How how long has FromSoft been doing this? Like eleven years? Like really? This this is what you're Possibly. doing? You know? it, it's 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 an, an annoying Smo and Ornstein. They're they're just that annoying, and it gets to a point where it's just like find a way to cheese them. And I've seen people cheesing them where they just put one to sleep, kill them. Wait, and really? De- yes. Put oh them to- my yeah. goodness. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Put one, put them to sleep. You can. You can put them to sleep. Oh, using never, what? never thought Save of that. Save sure arrows or the sword. The pots. Oh. Just throw the I pots found at that them. Recipe yet. Oh and then you put them to sleep. You kill one of them, and then wait for the next one to spawn. Yeah. And you just r- rinse That's and actually really smart. Makes you feel better. I lost like 50 times to the uh, tree sentinel. Because that was, was technically my first Souls game. <laughs> well, Tree Sentinel, he's kind of like a beginner's trap. Yeah, and yeah, everyone, a- everyone's gonna like do a ton of attempts against him, you know. And you, you, you either get it or you. From the game because of that. Say again. You remember when everybody dipped from the game because of that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's still the biggest meme. Can't yeah. can't stand trees or like all the complaints of like, oh, who puts the tutorial down in this cave? It's like, if you just pay attention, like it's not that hard to figure out. Yeah. And then you have to fight two tree sentinels and a dragonic tree sentinel. Why? Well, that again, that's when it starts getting out of hand, where it's like it's all out of pocket. <laughs> like, what do you? <laughs> hey, th- this is this is the comeuppance of all your experience, you know? I remember when uh, when Elden Ring first came out. Um, I don't remember the the guy specifically, but he said a comment like, "Everyone's saying that Elden Ring is Dark Souls 4." No, 
it's Dark Souls 4, 5, and 6 all rolled into one. And it's like, wow, this game must be really good. And then I play it for myself, and it's like, I get what you're saying, but this, like, this game has some issues, dude. I, I got to play the original Dark Souls one of these days. I got to stop being a coward. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the controls are going to be really, really janky. Compared to Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Elden Ring's, like, polished. It's Dark super Souls polished, 1, yeah. janky. Dark Souls 2, super janky. Dark yes. Souls 3, good. Yes, that's what I've been saying. No, Really dude. good. Like, I'm not sure if I so polished. Play- I'm not sure if I should watch playthroughs or just go- just do it. Oh, try it yourself. See, it, see how it goes. But, yeah, keep in mind, it's going to be janky. Good point. So if you want uh, if you want to play a Souls game with really, really good controls, Dark Souls 3, start there. Yeah, that's what S- I would start say. Th- start there. Start at Dark Souls 3. Because I, I, or, I need some lore to distract me. I would also recommend, um, obviously, the, the first Demon Souls is as janky as you get, but the remake is uh, yeah. it's a lot more polished. Yeah. That's another really good starting point is the remake of Demon Souls. I wonder if everything's put together, like the whole universe of Dark Souls. No, they're um, separate. Yeah, they're pretty separate. Yeah. Uh. You, can, you can draw some illusions, like, you know, patches just somehow keep showing up everywhere. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, they're all separate. Um, good to know. You don't actually... Avoid, avoid Dark Souls, too. I, I would know, say I, I know would that's say your so. nightmare. We've talked about this like five or six podcasts. <laughs> I actually have a man, like two, three, like three or four buddies that I know that I talk to regularly. They love Dark Souls too. It's one of their favorites, and I'm just like, dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> that sounds like a dangerous game. It's, uh, eh. but yeah, I'll, I'll, all I have to say about Dark Souls Two is a Shrine of Amina, and I'm just like, I'm out. Forget that, like. If it was just that one section, that would be enough. But then, yeah, it's like super janky. Uh, some some parts look like an N64 game. I just like the Turtle Pope. <laughs> the Turtle Pope in Elden Ring is great. Yeah. He's actually really cool. Yeah. But other than that, like Elden Ring, does it deserve a 10 out of 10? Oh, not even close. No. no. I wouldn't say so. No. But it's not bad. It's, like, I yeah, still think it's a good game. Yeah, it's a, it's a good game. But it's definitely not a ten out of ten. When once you've put in well over a hundred hours into the game, you realize it's not a ten out of ten. Especially when you come across recycled bosses, um, and some of the enemies just being completely stupid, broken, overpowered to the point where just like mimics here, or I'm summoning someone, and y'all handle that. And as you said, the AI doesn't know what to do when there's like a group of people yeah don't know what to do and that was uh that was fine for the the earlier souls games Mm -hmm. but again like i feel like they tuned elden ring so hard you can still solo everything of course if you're really good if you know what you're doing but i i don't know man it's like with with every dark souls game i was always you know a giant great axe a huge great shield uh I had, like, the best armor I could have that still allowed me to medium roll. So it was, like, medium to heavy-ish armor, you know? Oh, I understand. But the point is that I was, like, I was so slow, but I could still, like, roll through attacks. I could still make things work. Uh, Elden Ring, like, it just didn't feel possible. And then after I beat the game and I'm looking online and people are like, oh, just uh, dual wield two great swords and do jump attacks and you'll kill everything in one shot. Huh? I'm just like... <laughs> like I'm just I'm so over it, dude. I'm so tired. Us. Speaking of like a really goofy ways to uh to beat bosses, you know the boss uh Ca- Commander Neal. Yeah. 
uh, you know, how he summons like the two spirits of his own. Uh-huh. One of the best things that I found is uh, there's an item where you can make enemies fight for you and you use those items on the two spirits. And uh. now they're on your side and that doesn't count as a spirit of your own. So oh. then you can have your own spirit on top of that. I feel like, I feel like they designed Elden Ring around stuff like that. You know, because like putting the Godskin duo to sleep, like I didn't even think that was possible. But yeah, I can definitely see it. It makes sense. Yeah, and that's like you're not gonna you're not gonna know about that on unless you come across it. But like after putting in a hundred hours into the game, and I'm now realizing that oh, I can actually put enemies to sleep. Yeah, things like oh. That. Oh, I can put certain <laughs> enemies to sleep. I want to find Santrina's sword to do this. It's so beautiful. It's so, it's so like. Oh, and Bleed is. Bleed is broken. It yeah. really it's is. It's so broken. No matter what build. Just get Rivers of Blood, max that bitch out, and just go to town. But I'm going to tell you right now, going up against the final boss, you're going to be struggling. Yeah. Oh, off topic, but uh, FGC Gabe, he just wanted to say, Fourface, oh, sure. thanks for the advice for me. You helped me out a lot. Oh, yeah, no problem, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, he's an, he's another. Uh, he comes to the tournaments every once in a while. He plays May. Uh, he's trying as well. One of those guys. <laughs> I want I want more May players. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! But yeah, but um, finishing off the topic, like, I would like to see more independent gaming journalism. I would like I like independent gaming content creators who still keep the integrity of gaming because nowadays gaming companies. We already know they're in it for the money, so it is what it is. But hopefully things change, and hopefully the market changes to where people want honesty, and they're gonna put their money behind people who are gonna be honest, and not and it's not in the hands of bigger companies, but it's now it's in the hands of the people as it should be. I mean that that's what it comes down to is um, I IGN, GameSpot, all these big companies they wouldn't be doing what they're doing if people weren't, uh, if they weren't going to the website, you yeah. know? I agree. But on, on the, by the same token, those kinds of people go to those websites and they rely on those reviews because um, they're, they're much more casual. They don't, yeah. they, don't, they don't care to scrutinize so much. They're the kind of people who are like, why are you nitpicking so much? It's like, yeah. well, I'm, you know, I want it to be better. I want better games overall, you know? Amen to that. Yeah. Um, that's, those are, those are the kind, and those kind of people, obviously, like the more casual consumer uh, outnumbers the more, hard co- the, the more hardcore consumer. Oh, yeah, but that's how it is in, in every industry. So, you know, yeah. I get it. Um, it's just what, what, uh, what depresses me is these major journalism companies, they're like the face of the medium. Yeah. And they, they kind of represent me in a way, you yeah. know? When someone thinks of video, you know, oh, you play video games? Oh, you, you must go to IGN. It's like, well, no. And then I have to explain why and, you know, do this whole song and dance. So that's, that's the unfortunate side of it, but it is what it is. By some miracle, hopefully people are like, you know, why, why are you giving so-and-so game such a high review, you know? Yeah. Well, why, do you, why do you think games like, I mean, man... Like, say what you will, it's fine if this is your kind of game, but do you remember the game that came out several years ago called Gone Home? I've heard of it. I've heard of it, yeah. It's basically a walking sim, which is fine, 
there's like no action to it. It's all exploring a, a big house, which is fine. Oh, I've seen this before. Yeah, I'm seeing but, the reviews right now. But when it came out, like Polygon.com, it was their game of the year. Like, dude, that one, really? If I'm not mistaken, all right, keep in mind, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure that's the same year that Metal Gear Rising came out. Mm. Maybe that's not... Maybe that's not going to be your game of the year, and that's understandable. But there's no way in hell Gone Home's better. You're out, you're out of your mind. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but like, man, there there had to be something that came out that that year that was better. Like, come oh, on. You are absolutely right. Metal Gear Rising came out February 19th of 2013. Gone Home came out August 15th of the same year. Oh, then I thought so. Yeah, because I remember looking into this and like I saw because I was doing because re- I reviewed the game and I'm doing research. What did other people think of it? And like. A lot of reviewers give like super high scores, you know, really big deal. And Polygon.com gave it game of the year. And I'm like, really? Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's maddening. But, I'll, you know, hopefully by some miracle, people see stuff like this. And they're like, this is, you know, this is where your standards lie. Like, this is what, this is how you review stuff. Um, and hopefully, like, there's going to be a shift in attitude. I honestly don't think it's going to happen unless there's like, another industry crash you know yeah. where like just in mass everyone just stops caring about video games and uh you know the the major the major triple a releases uh they're just not successful anymore and uh and then who's going to be left well the people that actually care you know the yeah. hardcore and uh then we'll like we'll see a bigger shift that's not a good answer either though but that, that's all i see like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see, like, you know, I don't see it getting better, so to speak. But whatever. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Which leads me to one of my next topics, and that is, is anyone experiencing a gaming burnout? Yes. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah. I'm Like, I'm getting burnt out of shooters. Yep. I can't play yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one, yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm really getting burnt out of shooters because it's just like... I mean, you, it's... It's unfortunate for you after Battlefield. Like that's not even that's not even fair. It shouldn't have been that bad. They, they did the man dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like, real. I, like I was I was hoping for the next Battlefield experience. That was gonna be great. It was gonna be awesome. Like you're gonna do better than you're gonna do even better than what you did with four and then with three because you can go back and play Battlefield four and Battlefield three. They're still good games. They're like it still holds up. Like there's still people actively playing those games because it's so good. Like the gameplay is good. The the gun mechanics are good. The gunfights are good, you know, and customization is also good. You look at something like Battlefield Five, and you're just like, "What in the hell did you guys go wrong? <laughs> like, what the fuck?" It was like everything <laughs> planned, but not planned properly. No, they did it on purpose. They made it bad as a joke. I don't know. I'm just like, why? And then it's like, and like to me, they kind of it, it was a specialist. Like, I did not like the specialist. I'm like, you had something that worked, which was your four classes. Assault that they've had for every battlefield. Yeah, like that's all you need. And if you want to have like a specialist kind of person, whatnot, then skins just make them skins. Like Call of Duty did it right, where yeah, you have like individual character skins, but there's no class you know associated with them. You play Battlefield 2042, 
you have these specialists and oh yeah you know this one's assault this one's support this one's recon and whatnot but it's just like most of these characters can pretty much do what the other class can do so it's just like what's the point it's just adding a hint of like seasoning to each character (laughs) and it's like they can do a little bit different thing one has a wingsuit why can't all of them have a wingsuit like yeah but that's true like the, the, the way I, how I would do look at it is if one had like the option would be you can have a wingsuit or you got the parachute one is of a higher risk high reward low risk low reward Ooh. like you can balance those two out keep support support keep assault assault and so on and so forth but confusing it with the specialist and then of course 128 um, player mode which I did enjoy for the first couple of months and then it was just like okay this is boring because the map is so fucking huge it's like it doesn't feel like 128 people right here with me i'd rather just be condensed like get rid of all this extra shit and then just focus on here focus on just the infantry combat and you look at 2042 now how many maps are infantry focused where there's no vehicles it's just all infantry like 2042 does not have like an operation locker or operation metro where it's just really 100 infantry focus it's just nothing but gunfights grenade spams you name it no vehicles Jeez. and then when you and then when it comes to the vehicle aspect you're missing a couple of you're missing some vehicles as well because just like how did y'all go from like you look at battlefield 4 and what it offered without the dlc it has more than 2042. <laughs> there is more weapons in Battlefield 4 vanilla than 2042. How the sad. fuck did you go backwards? That is so More sad vehicles, more weapons, more attachments. You had so much more in Battlefield 4, but in 2042 you had less. How the fuck you go backwards? I'm sorry. No, it, it really is maddening. Like, it, it makes no sense. <sighs> I, I, I can understand how, like, future fighting games not not every character comes back you know yeah that i but can I, I can understand that but it's rare for a roster to be smaller in number you know at least on launch mm-hmm. um but yeah like for for shooter games like at least have an equivalent number of guns and vehicles at least figure it out make it yeah. work but ea is just like we're gonna see how much we can get away with yeah and it's yeah. It shouldn't be this way, man. It's no. really disappointing. That's why, like, with shooters, I'm burnt out. And I do want to see what Call of Duty is going to do with their next one, which is going to be Modern Warfare 2. And I'm just like, I want to see if y'all going to live up to the original Modern Warfare the 2. The original I one. I don't. Because if you don't, it's just like, I'm, I'm, if they don't, it's just like, I'm done with shooters. Dude, I personally <laughs> believe it's going to be Warzone 2 at this point. Could be. Now, when it comes to fighters... I don't think I'm getting burnt out, but it's just for me personally, I can't compete because <laughs> I do so much here running to orga- yeah. running and organizing tournaments. And then, of course, my own personal life is like I don't have enough time in a day to sit down, practice and compete. And I think the next game that I may, you know, try to invest, you know, some time in to be, you know, competitively good is DNF Duel. And Ooh. if... If that doesn't work, then it's just like, hey, I'm done with fighting games. But I do appreciate it, and I do like that, you know, fighting games are getting a little bit better now. Yeah. Like, they're offering more unique features to enhance the experience for players. And I think Guilty Gear Strive is doing a good job of doing that. 
and I, you know, we spoke about that on the um, the Strivecast, where yeah. I do like the some of the new changes that Guilty Gear Strive is doing that I want other fighters to start you know picking up as well. So that like, like so that way it betters everyone and it you know and it helps grows the economy in the fighting game community. So fighters, I'm not getting burnt out, but shooters, I'm definitely getting burnt out. Now, when it comes to single player games, it varies. It really, really varies because it, it does vary. Because if anything, it's like if I'm gonna play a single player game, I want to be invested in the story. So I'm gonna be really, really, really picky on which, you know, RPGs, JRPGs I'm gonna invest in and whatnot. One of my favorite ones from last year was um, Scarlet Nexus. Really loved the game. And then I ended up playing Tales of Arise. Really good game. I enjoyed the stories of both games. So I was like, you know what? This was worth my time. It's worth the money. Cool. Because I don't want to just spend money on a game and it just in the single player experience is just underwhelming. Like, I feel like yeah. I got robbed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I would say with single player games, I'm picky on that. But it's just I, I, I like good story and good gameplay. Yeah, shooters, I'm definitely burnt out, too. I can agree with that. Everything feels the same. Yeah. Especially the whole Battle Royale concept we've talked about for the past yeah. two years. I'm it's so tired of Battle Royale. We, we definitely proved a point, bro. <laughs> yeah. We predicted that Battle Royales are going to be, like, the new next-gen game, and it's just the same shit. Yeah. What about well, you guys? What are y'all burnt out on gaming-wise? Um, for For shooters, I'm burnt out in a different way. I was pretty big and well, I, I enjoyed Call of Duty well enough. I, I, pl- I definitely played enough Call of Duty that like I could I could have considered myself a fan at the time. But then I played Titanfall 2 and there was just something so exciting about the mobility yeah. Yeah. and the speed in that game. I freaking love that game. And then after that, I played uh, Doom 2016. And again, just so fast paced. Yeah. And um, and then event like later on, I played Doom Eternal as well. And after that, I'm like, I can't go back to this like really you know grounded boots on the ground kind of game. You know, uh, I, I want I want Titanfall three. Yeah. Like man, come on. We it's, we all did. It's taken yeah. too long. Yeah, I think with when Titan when I did play Titanfall two, like I really loved the single player. Yes, it was and, so good. And, and I think one of the things that also stood out to me with that game, especially and and with Doom 2016 and Eternal, was the platforming aspect. Yeah, in in a shooter game. Yeah, like they they managed it. It's pretty good. Like it was it was it was it was different. It was unique. It's not just you know linear, like you know other previous shooters, but it's just like you had options and you had the verticality. So you had avenues to do different things and you would just have a really good time with it what i did like they kept classic was including lives you had certain areas you can go the optional ways to get more runes and stuff yeah they yeah. actually gave opportunity to that and i respected that i didn't get a chance to play the dlcs the uh battle of the ancient gods yeah, yeah i never played that either was it good either i'm not I- sure i heard great things about it. like it was really good because it, it added more to the story of um doom eternal Ooh, I gotta get it for Xbox. That that was a that was a small issue I had with Doom Eternal. I felt like it emphasized too much on the story and cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it broke up the pacing in a way I didn't like. And then um, you get to like the the second chapter is like the 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 Sentinel, the land of the Sentinels. Oh, and yeah. and so much of it is platforming, and there's not as much shooting. 
you know? Oh, yeah. Did you get a chance to read the codex? Oh, yeah. And I, 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 I didn't I, even... I'm one of those people that sat down and read every single page to understand what normally, it was all about. Normally, in most games, I would. But I saw some of the codex for Doom Eternal, and they were just so long that I'm like, eh. Like, if I'm bored and I'm in a mood to play the game, I'll just read the codex at that point. I mean, that, that's always a good option, yeah. I now know Doom Lore, and that feels depressing. <laughs> Um, but Doom Eternal is like when you actually get to the like the really good parts, like the gameplay is way better. It's so solid. Things like the the shotgun with the grappling hook is so crazy. Oh, the meat hook, yeah. the meat hook. Uh, but I think as a as a whole package, I actually prefer uh, Doom 2016 more. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, I, but I, I both games race. both games are fantastic. Bro, oh, yeah. I miss punching people to death. <laughs> you can't do that in Eternal. Yeah, you can't. Well, in Eternal, you can only do it uh, when your meter is charged. Then you get like the super punch. And then you have to... That's bullshit. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> but the executions are very nice because you can do it in, like, all four angles. Yeah, that was always such a such a, such a a neat uh, feature they added. Because you do it from the front, the top, the left, the right, and the back. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a, like... Uh, they didn't need to put that much effort. They did. But I'm, I'm really glad that they did. It, My it respect helped so for much. Bethesda is pretty high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, for, for Doom... Yeah. Uh, I don't have much respect. I mean, you know, it's super controversial, but like, I think Skyrim is like ultra trash. Honestly, I, I think a lot of their first person RPGs are like, conceptually, they're okay, but the AI is not there. It's not even worthless. It's like there is no AI. No. Um, things like, like at, at least in, in Dark Souls, for example, you hit someone, they react. They get yeah. pushed back, even if you don't immediately hit them, but if you have a heavy weapon and you land a weapon in front of it, they get like unbalanced by the shockwave. There's reaction. All these Bethesda first-person RPGs, it's literally like... You stand. Like there's nothing. It's like you're basically swatting at flies, yeah. and that's the whole game. And uh, I am interested in seeing what they're going to do with um, the next um, Elder Scrolls game. Which, six. Well, yeah. I'm intrigued in Fallout, actually. They haven't announced anything for Fallout, have they? I, I don't I, know. They haven't, no. they haven't no. announced nothing, but I'm curious on what they're going to do. I will say Fallout's like a little bit better since like gunplay. Like there's yeah. an emphasis on gunplay, so it's mm -hmm. it's a little bit better for sure. But like I hate all those games. <laughs> I, I've played like four of them because everyone makes a big deal about them. And I've just, I played what? Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4. Ooh. And they're all the same. And it's just, I can't stand it. Uh, you hate to see it. It's whatever. Uh, Fizzy Amp in the comments was just checking. Um, oh, no. He was just saying Tekken player. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, no Tekken players, unfortunately. I, All right. I tried getting into a Tekken Tag Tournament 2, and it's like terrible. Awful. All right. So um, since we're running a little bit out of time, um, what are your gaming pet peeves? Ooh. I'm here. Uh, I asked you about this yesterday. So yeah. Any ideas. I don't know. I don't think I have anything major-ish, so to speak. I mean, you know, the things everyone hates, like gacha system, loot boxes, microtransactions, of course, you know, but I don't know. Anything specific? Uh, I, I We've talked about players themselves or communications. Mm, well, oh, yeah, you know, that's a pretty good one. For fighting games, uh... I'm I'm not I I don't want to even like have this be interpreted that I'm calling anyone out like I'm not. No. But in general, anyone who blames their loss on something outside of themselves, whether it's uh oh something's wrong with my controller, 
oh, the, there's lag on, on this version of the console and this version of the game. Oh, this monitor isn't up to spec. That's why I lost. It's like, if there's something wrong with your controller, unfortunate for you, you know, but that's okay. on you, you know. Anything else, at the end of the day, we're both playing on the same, the same platform, you know. Yeah. If, uh, if you say that you, you know, again, I'm not being specific. I'm just being generally. If you say that, like, you lost against me because of lag, it's like, okay, so then did the guy you fought previously, he lost against you because of lag? That wasn't really your win, you know? Oof, it's yeah. like, just, like, just be, be honest. Like, you lost because you lost. It was on you. Uh, you see how I am. Whenever I lose... Um, You're very I'm, uh, internal from what it looks like. I'm, I'm depressed for like three, <laughs> four seconds. And then you're back then, in action. Then I get up, I shake the guy's hand, I give him a hug if he wants it. <laughs> Good games, you know. I just, I love the game so much and I, I love, love and hate the competitive aspect, but I love the competitive aspect. And uh, I just want to get better and I want everyone to get better. And there is, there, there are few things, if not there's nothing more disheartening to me than someone intentionally or not trying to invalidate someone else's win, you know? Oh, I only lost because I'm not used to the lag on this version of the game. And it's like, it is like nothing makes me want to play a game less than hearing from my opponent. It's like, Oh, you only won because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's like... Like we didn't have PS4 Pros or something like that. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, don't get me wrong, all right? In an, in an ideal world, we're all playing on highly specced out PCs. Failing that, we're all playing on nothing but PS4 Pros, all right? But you want that to happen, you put the money up, you know? Yeah. You, you go ahead and buy, like... 10 PS4 Pros and, and 10 of the newest monitors and go ahead and update those monitors every year when they come out with a, an even better one, you know? Exactly. You, you go ahead and put the money up for that. <laughs> but if failing that, you know what you're getting into coming here. Yeah, you know it's going to be on the PS4. It's like... You know it's on consoles. You know the version of the game. Um, deal with... I mean, everyone knows the risks. Um, really unfortunate that... Uh, I think it was water, maybe someone else, but they had a, a Brook adapter for their controller and it was giving them problems, you know? Mm -hmm. And and water didn't complain about it. He's like, oh man, really unfortunate, you know? Like, you know, this gave me issues, uh, things like that. But the point is, you know the risks, what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, oh God, I, I forget who, but someone was complaining that like one of the buttons on their uh, their hitbox controller was just not working. And it's like, that sucks, you know? Mm -hmm. Again, you know the risks you're getting into. Uh, this is, when you get down to it, a hitbox controller is a, a third-party uh, unlicensed controller, yep. you know? So e that, that's part of what you're getting into. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be fine. But that one time, maybe you lose the tournament because of it. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, that, that's the point I'm getting at. We all know what you're, we're getting into. There's no mystery. There's no grab bag. You're not walking through the door and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I, I, I thought I, I thought we were playing uh, Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. Oh, I thought we were playing Smash Brothers 64. Melee. I wasn't ready for this. It's like no. We all know what's happening. Like don't don't get started. Same thing. Why you you put um you're you're doing melee tournaments, but it's going to be over HDMI. It's not going to be over CRT. 
There's there's no there's no mystery here. Don't be surprised oh, no, when you get the, here. No, no, they bring their own CRZs. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! That's that's dedication. Yeah, that is like old school stuff. They bring their own CRTs and they're using a um, program called Slippy off of the oh like yeah, the week. yeah. So I've heard of that. That's how they um do um stream um melee. That's smart. So it it works. So it, you know it works and it gets the job done. So I'm I'm not complaining on that. But um yeah, like I've had you know complaints in the past of where you know people say you know the setup was laggy and what and things like that, and I'm just like, but. If you look at our monitors, the only ones that are not the same are the BenQs. We only have three of the pretty much the same BenQs, but everything else are just the Acer um, TV. So it's just the Acer monitor. So it's like if you played on any of them and they all have PS4s because there's only one PS4 Pro and that's at the stream setup. Mm -hmm. You're literally playing on the same thing. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. There's no dif there's no difference. But at all. you know, hey, if you want, you know, PS4 Pros and things like that, feel free to bring your own. Feel, feel free, free to donate. Yeah, you can you can bring your own, or you can donate so that way I can have them here. Because uh, I'll tell you right now, getting getting a used PS4 Pro, it ain't cheap. Yeah, no, no, even the not. PS4, it's not cheap. Monitors are not cheap. Well. The Acer monitors are cheap, but um, the ones at the stream set, the one at the stream setup, are way more pricier than the than any of the monitors that I oh, have. Oh yeah, the Asus. Yeah, like I spent a really good amount of money on those, like close to two hundred oh. each. I I think a big part of it it um, it comes down to being kind of ungrateful. Like this yeah, is like I like I, I understand you know people have their expectations, but it's just like you understand this is just you know. A grassroots kind of place so yes. it's not a um superficial you know pc land place or whatnot it's it's not like that so it's just straight up an arcade yeah yeah and um if i'm not mistaken like this isn't this isn't quote-unquote directly connected to the arcade like you're doing this you're you're setting this up you're just you have a partnership with them where you're using the venue if i'm not mistaken no, it's it's actually a part of the arcade. Oh, okay, never yeah. mind then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but th the point is that like this is a lot of work to set up, and I un I understand drive time for sure. Yeah. Like I I have to drive like forty five minutes, and that sucks. But that that's location. Like, what are you gonna do about that? You know? Oh, yeah. What yeah. The, what the arcade is asking from you is ten dollars. Yeah. Other places may charge higher, but yeah, but it depends on the place. But like, or treat it like a monthly. For for ten for ten bucks, it's like honestly, dude, you don't like it, don't come back. That's fine. Like we're we're here to enjoy ourselves. That's what it comes yeah. down to. I don't want to say that, but I mean, and you I, can I bring can't. your own setup as well. Yeah, you can. No one's stopping you. You can bring yeah. your own monitor. You Five know. Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I don't. I don't want. I don't want people. I understand. Like some people can have valid complaints for sure. Like I'm not trying to like shut people down, but. If everyone else is having a good time and everyone else is doing fine and you're the only one, well... Yeah, it, it, it's like that. It's unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, me being a TO is just, you know, I just, you know, keep driving on. I I, I hear, you know, their complaints or whatnot because I get a lot of complaints, you know, here and there and whatnot. So it's like, it's not the first time I've heard this, but it's just, it is what it is. And I always, you know, offer them, hey, you can always bring your own. Yeah. Oh, you can always not. bring your own. But um, I don't know. That, I don't know how you're so dedicated. That's that's too much. I couldn't do it. But with that, um, let's touch up on our another topic. Is um, you had to be there moments. 
Oh, before that, Kyobastein, he's just like, just bring your own stuff or accept the uh, condition provided. Yeah, I've, I've already. Exactly. That. Yeah, basically. Well said. Um, you had to be there for me to try to you know, destroy the table. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Don't worry, it's fixed, though. I, I hope. If that table. Yeah, yeah, all I had to do was just <laughs> bend it back up. That's it. If that table falls apart for any reason, uh, I'll have to buy a new one. Listen, if you end up beating, um, listen, if you end up winning Fighter Fest and getting the belt, I'll accept that. Man, I, I, I had to be there, man. I'm, I'm not gonna win Fighter Fest as long as. Uh, Shut up, you'll be fine. No, I, I gotta wait for like Hotashi to move to another state, <laughs> and even then, like just to troll, he'd probably fly down here anyway. <laughs> no, you gotta worry about Hotashi and idiosyncrasy. Idiosyncrasy and Marvello, and AJ, and AJ. So at least get placed as a goal. You know what? Um, maybe I can figure out where AJ lives and like cut Port his Saint cut his cut his brake fluid or something. <laughs> Why would you go more north and head back south? Just, just to prevent him from coming. God, if AJ watches this, I'll laugh harder. <laughs> I need a, I need to figure out like the outside the game OS. How do I prevent people from showing up in the first place? Now, yeah, it makes me wonder. Like, man, is is Florida like the number one spot for Guilty Gear Strive? Because it feels like it. There are some demons here. This is ridiculous. I mean, just between. Hotashi, Idiosyncrasy, Marvello, and AJ. Just them alone, those four. And Creator. Creator is really good, too. Turb is getting up there. He's great, too. Omega Tom Hanks, no joke, either. He's really good. And Beefy. Beefy's great. It's just um, everybody, pretty much. Uh, he doesn't come here as often, but Krona's pretty good. He he's usually goes to next-level gaming in Miami, but um, Krona's a really strong player. Um, Sixella, aka FP. Sixella is great. Um, Herbs is really good. Even if Herbs can't get top eight consistently enough, uh, his Jacko's no joke. That man has a whole threat. He's good. Um, Butter Punch has been getting better every single time. And everyone hates his happy chaos. I trained. Yeah. I trained with him. My own teammate. I want you to know what I feel. <laughs> I, I love it though. Uh, I, I I mean, at this point, I'm just shouting people out, but like Yismail is excellent too. Yeah, he's getting stupid good, yes. like really, really stupid good. Like I was he, he, was, he was a round away from beating Marvello. I told oh, you, yo, you were one hit away. One hit. Yeah. One hit away because Marvello literally had just like an inch of health left, <sighs> like less than an inch of health. All he needed was just oh one my hit. God, I had to see. I, I don't. So I don't. I don't remember the exact match anymore, but like. Maybe he was just, like, one chip damage away. Like, one dolphin on block away from dying. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Like, it was, it was that close. Like, I could, I could feel the, the intense pressure that he had, and they had it on stage. And I was like, yo, Yismail's showing out tonight. Like, he's, he's, he's doing godly stuff right yeah. now. He was just one hit away, and I was just like, Damn. I, I want to be recognized as the best May, but it's, prob <laughs> it's probably going to get a lot harder. It's going to be competitive. Mm -hmm. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a moment like you literally had to be there for like whenever Four Face pops off. You, ah. you, that is a moment we are all here for at least. That, that's just me embarrassing myself. What? No, you're get, getting fun. so you, getting so excited over what? You're having fun. and No, when you it. beat Creator for the first time in winning the oh tournament, my God. Not, like, you were mad ecstatic. Oh I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it because um, 
the way this set was was I I won the first game, and then he won five in a row. Yeah, not not just five in a row, but then on the the sixth game brought me to um the fine the, yeah, he, 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 the re- he won the first round yeah because create a reset bracket yeah because you were sitting in um you were winners. sitting in winners and create a reset bracket and i was like damn the momentum's going in creator's favor and then out of nowhere like something clicked and then yeah he just took it over like finally I, like some, something was like that. stop stop falling for this you know you can do better than that i think it was senpai and was it you or maybe herbs commentating? I don't recall. I I think it was. It was herbs. It was herbs. Okay. Yeah. It was definitely herbs. Um. Well, you were just doing nothing but. Dolphins. It was me and herbs. Where you were just. Like I remember doing like so many so dolphins. many dolphins. Yeah. The PTSD kicks in of dolphins. <laughs> oh man, that was um that was a crazy because I didn't think I was gonna win. I was like I was as down as possible. He won five in a row. Was on one round to win, and then I brought it back and I won three in a row. It was it was un, it was unbelievable, yeah. like yeah I, I I lost my mind I'm like I can't believe I pulled it off Oh my god yeah. I got to shorten up a you had to be there moment but um I remember Herbs invited us to do a PC tournament for Guilt Gear so I invited Fourface to my place Yeah because I don't have the game on PC and that's okay so we're just sitting in my laptop my living room and I'm watching this man personally pop off every single time he won. <laughs> Like, I'm laying on my couch, my dog is on me, and, like, we're, like, fist bumping, we're just, like, rising up and overreacting. <laughs> I just, I love the game so much, and, uh, you know, you, you put in so many hours practicing, Also, you know? I'm not sure who it was, but literally, you beat somebody immediately, and you're just like, oh. I'm done with FGC. He made somebody quit. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't uh, know who this person was, but it was the highlight of that, the night. <laughs> that guy, he got on Twitter right after the, the match, and he's like... I'm uninstalling Strive. <laughs> I'm I'm done with this fighting man, games. This man really made somebody quit Guilty Gear. Oh, uh, that's, after one set, I that, cried. That's, that's never that's never a good feeling. But th- I, I think uh, that guy's back to playing fighting games. Thankfully. Good, good. So yeah, good. I went one to two. I don't even care that I lost. <laughs> I cared more about this incident. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just I I love the game. You put in so much time and effort and practicing, and then to see those results. Oh, play God. out in real time uh, against, like, a, another random opponent. No one knows what anyone's planning, what's going to happen. And it, and you pull it off, and it works. I mean, you know, people can make fun. It's like, oh, dude, that combo is so easy. It's like, I don't care. It gets me results, and I'm proud that I was able to pull it off in the uh, middle literally. of a real match. Yeah, later that, later that night, after... Um after he got second place, we ended up going to uh, Gordo Burgers, and then we played. Co- we uh, we were at that Kaba bar till like three or four in the morning. Yeah, just just playing games with a uh, Waluigi and uh, and herbs. Yeah, I'm literally training with them almost every opportunity I get, and I love it. <laughs> Waluigi's been getting really good, actually. Like, at at this rate, he's gonna start hitting top eight consistently here. I guess it's, it's really <laughs> I'm scary. I'm looking forward to it. All right, and our last one, um, closing remarks, since we're out of time. Yeah, uh, we, we've definitely run this uh, pretty late, unfortunately. Um, eh, no worries. I don't know. Uh, I, I, love, I love Guilty Gear Strive so much. Uh, I want to say, like, I love fighting games in general, but, like, it's just this game that I like a lot. And um, I'm, I'm really grateful to have... Uh, I wish there was, like, another place closer to where I live, but I'm really grateful to have this place, you know? To come to uh, to do tournaments, obviously I'm biased because because I'm sponsored. But 
but no, it's just like, even, uh, if, even if I lose my sponsorship tomorrow or if I never was sponsored, like I'd still come here all the time just cause hell yeah, nothing like the online in this game is really good, but nothing compares to playing offline. And that has helped tremendously. Uh, it's helped me get so much better. Um, and uh, hopefully I, I do well at Combo Breaker. That's right around the corner. It's just like a few days away now. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, video games are awesome. I don't know. <laughs> nicely put. Nicely put. Yeah. Waluigi, any closing remarks? Dude, I've been waiting for this like whole interview for a while, and I'm glad to have you here. And glad to pick you up, regardless of situations. But definitely glad you and Herb's also trained up with me. Or at least gave me the opportunity to train with you guys. And you guys inspired me to get into FGC a lot more. I got to thank y'all. Shout out to Eilis. That was so lackluster of me. <laughs> but reading through the chats, let's see. Cuba Science said competitive games in general can be rage-inducing. Not yeah. immune to it either. And then uh, FGC Gabe just states that offline is the best experience and CEO is close too. Yeah, that's next month. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for it. I'll try. I got a room and everything. <laughs> yeah, I already got a room as well. Yeah, I got a room and then I got a few people with me. Nice. I know, a whole a whole group of degenerates. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> what about you, brother? You got anything? Warface, it has been an honor to have you finally have you on the podcast because I know earlier I've been, you know, asking to, you know, get you on whatnot and, you know, due to work, you know, conflicts or whatnot. I completely understand, but it is so great to have you on. Finally, we have the man of the legendary person. Yes. I don't know. I'm even that special. Everyone, I don't want to say everyone, but like too many people, too many people make a big deal about me. And I'm like, I don't know. It's whatever. One, one of the finest South Florida Guilty Gear Strive players here in South Florida. Agreed. Yes, one of the finest. I don't know about that. <laughs> the greatest May in the Southeast region. Can't change my mind. If you say so, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. right so. <laughs> but honestly, it's been great to have you on and, you know, sharing your perspective on gaming and, you know, going over some of the topics that we had for today, today's discussion. Can't wait to have you again, hopefully, for another Strivecast. So, Absolutely. Oh my so that God. way we can get more of you guys on. And, of course, you know, having each of you guys um, talk about your experiences and things like that. And, of course, you know, improving, you know, working on improving the community, yeah. and so to speak. And giving, you know, at least um, us an opportunity to give you a platform to share who you are as a player and, of course, as a gamer as well. Hell yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So where can people find you on social media? Um, pretty much anything that says four face buttons, all one word, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter. Um, I don't really use Twitch anymore, but whatever. Uh, basically, YouTube and, and Twitter. You search four face buttons and you should find me. All right. Well, y'all, that concludes uh, today's episode. This has been episode 53 of the South Florida Gamers podcast. We are signing out. Take care. Thanks for watching. Love y'all. Peace.